What up, jesters and jestettes and jesterians of every shape, size, and color? Thanks for coming to the show. It's a special show today. We're actually traveling. We're on location at 42 degrees and sunny here at, uh, what's the address here? 50 Chautauqua Avenue, Lakewood, New York. 50 Chautauqua Avenue, Lakewood, New York. Looking at all the smoking accessories, all the wonderful apparel he has, and this beautiful glass water pipe he has on the table so let's get it started again thanks for coming to the show rate uh subscribe wherever you get your podcast we have the playground legend hello we have mr jaron how are we doing and we have mr 42 degrees himself thanks for having me thank you thanks for allowing this man sure sir so uh first off Sir, I heard you come in and say you were a little stressed. What's going on in your life? I just had to get a bunch of stuff finished up for work. Uh, I decided to get a physical and TB test and all that stuff done, and they didn't actually fill it out on my company's paperwork. They just gave me their paperwork. So we tried to send it through and hope that it would work, and then it did not. So I had to go back there to hopefully get them to fill out my company's paperwork. But the woman who did the test wasn't there to verify, and they said that they weren't couldn't find the paperwork saying that I ever got the results read, and they were trying to get me to pay to redo it. And it was just a whole fiasco. Fucking people. <laughs> Fucking people. Playground legend. How's life treating you? Hey, man, you know it's great to be alive again and shit. So, you know, I died a couple months ago. That sucked. It really wasn't that bad, actually, man. You know, lots of lights and shit. But that's pretty cool. <clears throat> but I'm here. Nothing. Got a new shoulder. Nothing wrong with it till you got back. Yeah. Fuck you. Mister Forty Two Degrees, how's life treating you? Oh, it's it's going by quick, too quick. Too fucking quick. They say once you hit like twenty, your life's over. In the blink of an eye. Checks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty. You know what? Yeah. Shit, my son's about to turn twenty, man. Damn. How's he doing, dude? I haven't seen him since he was here with the camera. Oh, man, he has been... He finally took a couple months off of school, and he's been doing double majors, so he's getting, like, it pushed back his graduation. He's supposed to have graduated in July. He'll graduate in, like, September. Um, yeah, I think he was... I think he was a little overwhelmed, man. You know? So he's finally starting to get... Uh, Come back, be a little bit chilled. Yeah, it's, it's definitely important too with college, just not get burnt out too early. I can definitely testify to that. Yeah. Giving yourself the time you need to, whether it's just a mental health day here or there, but making sure that you're where you need to be. Well, and that's the thing is, is this too is like he started at 17, you know, and he had, and he literally hadn't stopped. He just continuously kept going and going and going and I mean my, my wife and I have different approaches you know my approach is <clears throat> I'm not worrying about winning the race I'm just worrying about finishing the race yeah that's where I'm at now look you know I, I tell them all the time I joke with them I'm like if mediocre was a person and then pointed to myself you can call me mediocrity as far as I'm concerned I am not trying to be valedictorian of a damn thing and, you know, I told, I told him, I was like, you know what, every once in a while, 
you have to just do you. And so like uh, when when I when I had that when I had the first grand mal seizure and I had died for three minutes, like he took that really hard. And so I, you know, he was like, I, I, I would like to take some time off of school, and that was good because he never, he never asked for anything like that. And my wife, of course, if you've ever seen the Goldbergs, has anybody ever seen that yeah, show? I love that okay. show. My girlfriend yep. and I watched all the time. Okay, so I, I, it's hilarious because my kids love to watch it with us, right? And they say I'm exactly like Murray. Murray. And my <laughs> wife, my, but my wife really makes Beverly Goldberg look like nothing. I mean, she. This is a woman who my my daughter, my my oldest daughter Malia, uh, when we found out she was lactose intolerant, um, my wife called Blue Cross Blue Shield because uh, she wanted to get lactate pills covered. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, no, you know, you can buy those over the counter. We're not going to cover that, right? After my wife was off the phone with them. They gave they they, they sent her uh, the uh, authorization until my daughter is ninety nine years old. They cover <laughs> it and they give her just an obscene amount of pills every month. So that's definitely Beverly Goldberg status. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had two seizures in. Um, well, you know this is the thing, Derek. You know, being veterans, um, it turns out in ninety seven March ninety seven I was on a deployment to Fort Chaffee, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And um, I got, I was in an explosion, okay. you know, um, got a TBI, didn't know about it. And so I've, I've been having what's called atonic or kinetic seizures, which <clears throat> appear like uh, panic attacks for 23 years. And they're easy to miss because people will think they're panic attacks. So they have me, I mean, I've been on every fucking antidepressant medicine and all this other shit forever. Um but once they gave me that uh, the Capra for the seizures, I haven't had, I haven't had a panic attack, which turns out to be a seizure, and in two months now. So I mean that's really been life changing. I mean I was having three or four of them a day. And the, the irony is uh, both times I had these grand mal seizures, I was well, the first time I had just been laying on the floor anyways, so there was no place for me to go, and the second time was I was on the couch. And my wife was able to get behind me, but it was so violent. I broke my jaw. I tore my, uh, like, uh, I think that that happened in the ambulance, but whatever. I broke my shoulder, broke it off, so I had to have a full shoulder replacement with a prosthetic put in. Um, and I broke my hand. And they they didn't, I, when I woke up in a hospital, I was like, they're like, you know, my shoulder was jacked because it was obviously broken. But I was like, yo, uh, my shoulder hurts. Oh, and they put it back in place. They wrap, yeah, they wrap a towel around mm -hmm. their I, waist. I've actually seen it. I watched them do it to my buddy. Oh, yeah. I, well, they did it three times Four. to me, right? And I was like, hold on a minute. Just hold on, right? Um, but anyways, though, I was like, yeah, my shoulder hurts. But, bro, my jaw, my jaw. And just a week earlier... You can see, like, the edges of my tongue are all serrated. I bit the outside of my tongue off, both sides. But um, now I have uh, my jaws broken. They're not going to be able to uh, do surgery. I went to, I forget his name. He's an awesome oral surgeon out there, and he's the only one that uh, does it over at Hammond. He's, but uh, he was like, yeah, bro, uh, 
because they didn't catch it for a month. They didn't run. Like, I was in there saying, hey, man, you know, I mean, I've been admitted three times, and nobody thought, let's run an x-ray on his jaw, right? How did we get them to do that? Uh, you keep telling them. Give me a bucket. Oh, 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 I cussed them out. I cussed out my doctor. Didn't we bring a camera? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We ended up, yeah, the jester, we ended up, because, uh, you know, the VA, right? Um, the, my, my primary care physician, who no longer is my primary care physician, uh, she was like, well, he's, he's just going to have to wait. You know, let it, let it heal. And um, it's broken. I mean, it's forever broken. Now there's a, a greater risk of facial paralysis than there is that they'll actually be able to fix it correctly. Unless I want to go down to uh, University of Pittsburgh, the teaching, the teaching fucking, okay. and and then even then, like that, those are the only people who actually like know what they're doing. You know, nobody else outside of this area. And like even then, like there's a good chance you're you're probably gonna have some facial paralysis, which isn't what I want. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to pass on that one. But I was but, talking, I'm sorry, I don't know. I was going to say, but I yield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have perfect timing. I was just, wasn't <coughs> sure of myself. <coughs> God damn it. <coughs> but the story, okay, so the story is. Wait, wait, I want, I want to back up and figure out why, why those seizures that seemed like panic attacks, what made them finally turn into a grand mall? Like, how did that come about? Um, you know what? The brain, this is what the neurologist said. Ironically, you know, my, my neurologist's first name is Lazarus. No shit. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and he's out there at UPMC Hammond. Um, he's the seizure specialist for that area. Um, but what he said basically is, is this. He said, you know, the brain is an interesting and, and uh, complex thing. And so... One, it's basically like a butterfly effect. You know, they, uh, you get that TBI and then it can lie dormant forever. It's like a bromation with a snake where, you know, it's, it doesn't hibernate. It, it just it slows its body down and it stays awake the whole time in the winter waiting for that chance to come out and strike. And that's basically what happened. Suffered a TBI. And what we did is uh, this is because you know, you know, I mean, the VA has some has some issues. I mean, they have a lot of issues, um, and it's it's impo it's almost impossible to get them to do anything if they're hell bent on not doing it. And let's face it, the reason being is is this: in the last four years, they've had 3,800. Uh, congressional inquiries, uh, <clears throat> and only seven VA employees recommended for any kind of uh, prosecution. So you know, when you look at uh, when you look at the numbers, I mean, 22 veterans a day offing themselves. Uh, when you look at uh, Buffalo's uh, VA, they they got caught not cleaning the colonoscopy probes. 
you know, and that's oh. some serious shit, you know, but... Literally. But exactly. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Can I stand and, by the door and smoke this? And so, so uh, the thing is, is the jester, we went out um, with, with the camera and, you know, um, the news, uh, the, the West New York News Now, he had his jacket on and uh, stayed off of the VA property, but they pointed and asked, and we just asked, hey, would you like to, uh, because... <clears throat> Would you like to go do an interview and explain this? Because the the patient advocate in Warren, the Warren VA, uh, is also the site manager, which is essentially like you, you, you ever been to a nursing home? It's like having your ombudsman, the the uh, resident uh, advocate, be the administrator too. It, you know, those are normally mutually exclusive positions. Um, However, the VA doesn't see any conflict of interest in that. Uh, it's a pretty, the system itself is jacked. It, it, it's, it needs a serious overhaul. I mean, at the bare minimum, it needs a serious overhaul. And if they would stop spending money um, having the secretary of the VA fly all over the place trying to get uh, politicians, incumbents reelected, on every level. I'm not talking about any. I say vote everyone out, start fresh. I wonder what that would look like. Oh, you know what? I have, I have absolutely no problem with that when people say that. I'm like, let me explain something to you. Um, when you look at, when you look at, because it's both sides. Yes. Both sides, okay? Like, like let's, let's be honest. Um, it's, this, it's, both, it's the same side, or same coin, different sides. Okay. Okay, the, the biggest issue that we have, and it isn't the fact that we don't have uh, a third party, it's a viable third party, I should say. Yes, that, um, that's a good point. You know, you know what I mean? Because we do, we have the Green Party, we have the Libertarian Party. Libertarian, but, you know, um, and, but the, the reality of it comes down to, we need probably five or six or seven exactly. different parties uh, that, that, are all, that all have a national standing. Um, because the reality of it is, is, is this, whether we like it or we dislike it, if you look at Europe um, as a continent, because it's not a country, but these countries in, in Europe that have learned, A, look, let's not spend all of our money on uh, military. And uh, <coughs> military guys, we understand that there's a lot of waste. There's a shit ton of waste. Well, but did, also, you hear, did you hear Trump is ending the war in Afghanistan? Uh, Bringing soldiers home by Christmas. Yeah. It's it's great in theory. It's great in theory. Okay. Yeah. Like when the Taliban is saying, "Hey, we love it. This is a good idea." Um, that probably means it's counterintuitive, and we pr like when terrorists love the idea, it's probably a bad fucking idea. You would know better and, than I. And the reality of it is, is, is this: is the instability that we caused. We have to remember it's it we we did cause it we yes. invaded a country that yes. had absolutely you know I mean if we want to start and I don't want to go down that because that's a very touchy touchy situation yeah, we, <laughs> you know what I mean mm -hmm. like if we were invading the right country we would be in Saudi Arabia still but that's a whole another thing mm -hmm. um, but but at the end of the day we we do need to we need to be looking at it um, in in a totally different mindset which is. By the way, we're um, going to be filming a documentary here uh, next month. Instead of doing, we were going to do a roundtable discussion um, with vets, basically talking about your experience, talking about the, the America that we grew up being 
indoctrinated with, not educated on, because Told you what can't to you think, can't, not how to think. Yes. Well, exactly. We can't take lies and make them our legacy. We we have to. We we actually have to. There has to be truth in how we how we build our fu for the future. Because the truth is never relative. It's simply the truth. So basically, like this, I would we're going to do an examination of the America we thought that we were uh, fighting for versus the America now it, through our eyes that we see. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's called. It's entitled. Uh, don't thank me for my service. We and, didn't fight for cancel culture. Well, you know, I mean, I, well, we've, we always fought for cancel culture because cancel culture is really boycotting. You know what I mean? Oh, I, like, enough, nobody nobody deserves your, your hard-earned money. You know, that's one of the weird things about the free market is the fact that people have the right to choose who gets their money, who gets their attention, who gets their time. I have no problem with people saying, I disagree with what you stand for and what you say, so I'm not going to give you my money. That's the, that's the best way you can vote, uh, is with your money. You know, hurt them with your pocketbooks. However, I do think that the, um, what it does reflect is these, this lynching man the mentality. <laughs> yes, like yes. That gang mentality, the mob mentality, and I don't think that that necessarily is a good thing. I think that, like... Um, because otherwise, it's like saying, hey, look, remember the, the, the bus boycott with Rosa Parks yeah. and, and for civil rights, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like saying, well, they should have never done that. They should have never boycotted. Well, at some point, you do have to stand up for, for what you believe in. The, the, the big issue is, is this, is that, like, people are so easily offended by... Basically anything. Yes. Yeah, that's that, the biggest difference. That now. was going to be my point. I don't have a problem with boycotting and spending your money at places you feel is appropriate. I have no issue with that. The problem is now, people in my position are almost afraid to say anything because you're always going to offend somebody. You can't say anything yeah. anymore without, you know. So, that's where I stand on it. Well, civil disagreement is. I think that's one of the things that we haven't. We lack. Yes, we lack. And, and you know what? There, there are things that you don't, that you can't just agree to disagree on. There are, there are right. things you simply can't. Like, for instance, um, murder. Murder, yeah. I mean, murder is wrong. It's bad. When we deny people do, do, uh, well, let me ask you this counterpoint. Process, yes. Why is there such thing as justifiable homicide? There isn't. I mean, okay. well, okay. there, there, there is in the context of somebody breaks into my home at midnight, you know, and tries to kill my family. So that's along, there's an exception to every rule. Well, no, if you think about it like this, right? If somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the day, they're not anticipating you being home. They're anticipating you being at work. If somebody breaks in at midnight, they know you're home. Mm -hmm. So the, the, it goes, it speaks to intent. There's always going to be evil people, and that's the exception. It's not the rule. You know, it, it really is the exception. It is not the yes. rule. Pe people, people have this, this capacity. Every human being has a capacity for violence. But I don't think every human being is inherently evil. I think that when we allow the system to be corrupted and be... Look, for instance, there was a time where we accepted the fact that uh, people were going to be shady 
pol- especially politicians. Yeah. Politicians lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, there, but the difference <laughs> the is, is time. when we when we ex- when we go from acceptance to expecting. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, hey, if these guys aren't doing everything shady, if these guys aren't trying their best to screw us out of our civil liberties, then they're not doing their job. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it comes down to, um, we, we come to this whole, like, if you don't hate the people that I hate or you don't have the prejudice that I have, because every human being has a, some sort of prejudice against something, yes. um, then I hate you and you're wrong. And that, that's, that's where we as a society, so, society, your community, Mark Twain said, I believe it was Mark Twain, is where the people you like least live. And every human being, right, every human being has the same right to be a human being and to live. Yes. And the weakest link on the chain is still a link on the chain. And it has rights. And it not just rights, but we have a responsibility as, as just human beings. Look, the earth doesn't belong to us. We belong to the earth. Okay? Mm-hmm. We are going to freaking die. And we are going to be part of the ecosystem. So we should just get over our own ego and say, oh, you know what? Everything is about me. Me, 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 me. I hear so much talking about, oh, I'm chasing this paper. I'm going to build an empire. Why the fuck would you want to build an empire? Well, I mean, honestly. I, I've said that I wanted to build an empire because I want something to leave for my son. I, I don't want to just build, you know, just a rinky dick. I want to build something firm and solid for him. That's what I consider as an empire. You, you know, and I once, I once believed that. You know what I mean? Okay. And then what my my thought kind of as I got older and my children got older, I realized the greatest gift I could ever do was to support them while they're young and help them uh, get their business going, help them whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, for instance, my youngest daughter, Talon, um, she's already said she said straight out to my wife, Mom, I'm I'm not going to college. Let's face it, you're gonna you can send me. I'll just drop out. It's going to be a waste of time and a waste of money. So when she finds what she wants to do, when she, you find your niche in life, make it your forte. And I think the best thing that I can do is help them get their business established, get their career established, get their, their home and their finances established. So that way I can enjoy my grandchildren. And that to me is leaving a legacy where my kids aren't riddled with debt. They're not riddled with stress and they're able to do what they love. And they, I think that's that's the legacy that I'd like to, to leave them. Well, it gives it gives them actually it's not tangible in the fact that you can go spend it. But shit, you think a Ferrari is better than knowing that you're loved? Because there's tons of women out there that have money, uh, but they also have daddy issues. So you know. I'm not so much worried about him having money. I'm worried about Corey. I worry about him struggling because. I, I did a lot of struggling. I'm not, not going to say it wasn't self-imposed. I mean, we all have. But but that's... So, you know what? You're right. Struggle builds people. It, build, it builds character. Well, and it, it lets you know who you are. Struggle. You know, I mean, it really does. It depends on mm-hmm. the struggle. Like, none of us want to see our kids um, hooked on heroin and struggling to with addiction. No, nobody, nobody wants that kind of struggle. What, what do we... What do we want? Yeah, we want them to, to go through the lightest hard times that you possibly can. 
you know because life no matter what we were not going to stop the storm from all you know i mean it's like bad things are going to happen they are you know and but we don't want them to struggle in the ways that we have where if you know better and i mean shit i've made mistakes i should copyright and trademark some of my mistakes and every time somebody does that should be like nah man you you got to pay me for that i could have talked been there done that got the t-shirt waiting on a postcard for myself you see that's the thing with they say raymond reddington i heard them say this today they say youth is wasted on the young he didn't agree he said knowledge is wasted on the old it's funny. nobody you try to spread your knowledge to some they're not going to listen be, they have to learn for themselves. Just that's human nature. You have to go make your own mistakes and learn from your mistakes. Learn from the hurt. Actually, I disagree with a part of that statement. And the, the, the part that I disagree with is, is, is this. The smartest man is he who learns from other people's mistakes. Yes, I you agree 100%. I mean? And it's like when we were talking earlier, and I was like, you know, I've, I've never done acid. Not that that's a mistake. But, um, for instance, like... The hardcore drugs like uh, Coke and that. I've never done those because I've had friends who have, and I've seen firsthand what has happened, and it scared the shit out of me. I didn't need to go through that experience to know, yeah, I don't want no part of that. And, and, and I'm not diminishing that because, believe it or not, I, one of the biggest things when we start, and I won't get on to the war on drugs, I believe that rehabilitation and education are far better... Uh, Ways to, to, yes, ways to spend our, our money uh, in prevention and providing alternatives. So I'm not going to get into, like, I, I'm not calling anybody who does those things degenerates or anything like that. I don't want anybody to think that uh, because we all do, we all have our own proclivities, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think that instead of looking down on people, helping them out, actually really helping them out and... Um, by giving them the services that they need would be a much better uh, um, use of our resources. 100%. Legalize everything. <clears throat> Let Darwin sort it out. Well, and, you know, th that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing is you, you often hear uh, from religious people saying, well, I don't, I don't you, know, my, you know, my religion says, and, and I'm like, well, you know, doesn't your religion also say don't let your conscience uh, don't let someone else's conscience bother your freedom. Don't let that, their conscience rob you of your freedom. Because not everything is everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. I like that. I okay. Like that. So so and, and that's I mean you know you people hate it when you start to bust out. You know hey look that's what that means. I hate to break it to you. It's just <laughs> if you use like you can't cherry pick people. You can't. And, and that's the other thing is, is this, is that I'm all, for, I'm all for freedom of religion and freedom from religion at the same time, you know. And what, what, what I mean by that is, is this, is that I, whatever gets you through this life is fantastic for you. I'm never going to wake up in your skin. I'm never going to wake up as you. So I have no right to tell you how to live your life. And, you know, for if we believe in a higher power, if we believe in, in any higher equation, they've given us free will to do whatever it is we choose to do. So therefore, you know, they're pretty much pro-choice. Like, do what you got to do to get you through this life. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do mm -hmm. to survive. Yeah. And, but that's where it's incumbent upon us 
you know and that was kind of what i was getting to earlier to circle back when i was talking about europe it's like this it's like when you start to learn that like hey look people are better off if you if they have a safety net if they have health care if they have education they have food and they have shelter you know believe it or not people will be a little bit nicer when they're not struggling for the basic necessities of life and i think that's one of the things that we lack here in america that's a given yeah well you would think you would think you would literally think but we're in the middle of a pandemic right where this has been one of the greatest transfers of wealth from the poor mm -hmm. to rich yep. in modern history, right? And we've got a bunch of clowns in D.C. right now worrying about uh, a Supreme Court uh, appointment, which no matter what, okay, if we just take the empirical evidence from the last election year, we should just be applying the same logic, and we should be worrying about the people who right now are struggling. And that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, but they went on vacation. Logic and politics are they don't mutually exclusive. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> it's like it's like military intelligence, yeah. you know, and I don't get me wrong, but that's that's part of when we say we need an overall shift not in the conversation. We need an overall shift in our national identity. A whole paradigm yeah, shift. Just yeah. complete everything. Yeah. I mean we really need to evaluate our decision making paradigm. Because the reality of it comes down to, like, uh, the Westerns, they indoctrinated people with thinking, like, it was, you know, the West was settled by, uh, you know, the, the, the lone slinger, the gunman. Mm -hmm. No, the West was settled by prostitution and air conditioning. <laughs> and it's the truth. Prostitution and air conditioning. Hey, you know what? A lot of those towns in the Wild West... You left your gun at the fucking at the gate, okay? Yeah. Because yep. the prostitutes didn't want people in there getting drunk and shooting them up and then not paying them for the pussy, yeah. okay? Oh, this is like no, yeah, yeah. okay. So say so, fucking pussy all yeah. the fucking one, so, fucking one. So so the reality of it comes down to this: is like, look, if you wanted some of that ass and like to quote Eddie Murphy from Forty Eight Hours, lack of pussy make you brave, okay? If you wanted some pussy. You had to put the gun down, and you had to pay, mm -hmm. and you had to act right. Yeah. And act right, you know, I mean, hey, look, this is the secret about pussy. I'm going to tell you, in any relationship, right, once you have it's, once you have all of the pussy, right, because women have all the pussy and have the money, once you have all of one, you will have all of the other. <laughs> okay? And air conditioning made it possible to, to stand that motherfucker. Because I don't know if you ever been out west, especially like Phoenix and shit. Fuck that. If you didn't have AC, I ain't coming back. I've never been west of the Mississippi. Oh, man, I have. I tell you what. We were out at Fort uh, Irwin, California. And we had to go through shit. So much bullshit. We took 29 Palms. We railheaded there, got out. That shit, we're in Death Valley, hotter than a motherfucker, and then snowing at night. But kiss my ass. You keep that bullshit. Keep it. And we didn't have with tent, we didn't have tents. Tents. The Air Force dudes talking about, man, our AC went out in tents. All of us Army field artillery motherfuckers like, you have tents? You have fucking tents? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> My dad was in the Air Force. Man, I ain't mad at him. No, Shit, I, I was in the Army well, dreaming you know about being in the Air Force. That's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs>
He doesn't really talk much about it. I, he, I know he was in the Korea War, Korean War, but other than that, he doesn't talk much about it. The Air Force is, has a reputation for being pretty easy to get through. I know, that's why I wanted to join the Air Force. <laughs> we dropped a bitch. <laughs> Man, you'd be out there in the shit and then, yeah, fuck that shit. I had a friend in the Marines, and he said they hiked up some mountain in Italy. Snow-covered mountain, snow coming down. Had to hike up and find their own place to sleep. No tents, like you said, so most of them just right there in the ground. Yeah, Dig a little hole. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wild. Yeah. You Navy guys didn't have that. No, I was always on the ship. Always. <laughs> Not that that's much better, but at least it was warm. You had you quarters. Know? <laughs> Fuck you. Roof over your head. <laughs> Three squares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what. It, it, like, that's, that, and that's another thing with propaganda. I have, I have no problem with the military. I loved it. I, I, did, I did well. But it's it's extremely flawed, also, you know, and I think that to overlook that does uh, a disservice to the people who have have served, you know. And, and um, well, and, first of all, they're grossly underpaid. The yes. enlisted folks are yes. grossly underpaid. Like when when people talk about wage distribution and we should have a fifteen dollar minimum wage, well, does that translate to the military? Because most of those guys aren't making that kind of money. Well, exactly. You know. So, if you're an E5 with a wife and a child, you yeah. qualify for food stamps. Mm-hmm. So I just and, and yeah. that's been one of my biggest issues, and I and I mean one of the reasons I say that is because if you go to certain and that's one of the things these politicians tout, but if you go to certain areas in this country where you have defense uh, contractors, um, like Wellsville being one, you can go straight from high school to Dresser Rand, be making thirty some bucks an hour. Right, with full bennies and this and this and this, and you're a patriot. That's more money than an E7 mm-hmm. with 15 years in is, is, is making. So you tell me who the true patriot is. Right. And I think that's one of the things where we, we have a large segment of our population that derives their patriotism from their civilian job and their civilian sector in the civilian sector don't need a college education, don't need to do anything but show up and not murder somebody, and you're set for life, but yet the people who have gone out, and, you know, we served not to, we served in a different era. Mm -hmm. You know, this was the, you know, this was, you weren't allowed to be gay, you weren't allowed to be a lot of things, and a lot of the times it was run like a frat party, Mm -hmm. and and that's one of the things that I don't agree with. There was a lot of uh, sexual assault, there was a lot of just stupidity, and we, what we, you know, what do you expect, though? They're young kids. Yeah, but you still have adults. Uh, you know, you have grown men who are running the joint. Right? Yeah, and they, they refuse they, to do what is right. Yeah. Okay, they're, we're taught seek responsibility and take responsibility for your action. I'm sorry. 100%. That, they're the ringleaders. Yes. Those guys. Well, you see, I wasn't in. I'm just oh, commentating. Yeah, and I mean, you, you know, that's one of the things. I was in when uh, Command Sergeant Major of the Army, uh, McKinney, was, got court-martialed for sexual harassment and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things is that a lot of those generals, the four stars, they were doing the same thing. And he thought, hey, I, I, but he was enlisted. And they, you know, and, and so that's the thing is, is this is, um, for instance, last year, uh, um, 
the VA here in Jamestown. Uh, I believe his name was Greg Carlson, the guy who was running that one. Um, he, he literally pressed charges for stolen valor against uh, Uri, uh, this guy Uriel. And Uriel was a victim of uh, sexual assault, military sexual trauma. And, you know, that's one of the things triggered his PTSD. He finally did get, uh, he finally did get his uh, VA benefits for that. But he was raped in basic training. He was li literally raped by a drill sergeant. And, you know, what would you rather do? Would you rather tell war stories? Because I've never met a fucking cook. I've never met a fucking cook. But to, to sit there and to have a whole community... Uh, go and say, you're stolen valor, this, 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 this. I wouldn't, I mean, he's six fucking two now. Who, you know, what you're talking about, a kid who was 17 when it happened, mm -hmm. and he got discharged from the army for being, quote, unquote, homosexual. And, you know, the, the reality of it is he's still a veteran. He still served more than one day on active duty, and he did finally get compensated. He has his VA card, and people are still to this day harassing him. And I'm telling, and I tell you like this: don't let, don't let me be. They never say some shit when I'm standing there because I'll punch you in your fucking face. I mean, then take it how you gotta take it, people. But we're still brothers. We're still fellow veterans, and we still, we're still supposed to have each other's sixes. And I, I personally have a message from uh, a guy up at the veteran one-stop shop who who messaged, DM'd me on Facebook asking about it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, dude, he's. He's a legit veteran. I've taken him to the VA, you know, I mean, for his mental health counseling in Erie. I mean, like, dude, you can see his card. He, it's period, point blank. There's nothing to question any longer. Yeah, did he tell some stories he shouldn't have? Yeah, but 99%, I've sat at the American Legion and I heard people talk a bunch of shit about shit they didn't do right. and, and say that, and we don't go, we don't go after it. And, and I'll tell you like this, I had an experience with, um, Bill uh, William Ehrman, who uh, is a doctor, he's an anesthesiologist down in Pittsburgh, right? Uh -huh. um, William Beebe, I went to school with him. He's a he's a DOR from West Point, but he passes himself off as a as a veteran who has served his country. I served my country. I served my. No, you didn't. DORs, man. Billy got beat. That's in the song. Uh, New Legends with Lil Wayne. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's on any place you can go. It is streaming. Uh, New Legends featuring Lil Wayne. That's where I say, hey, Billy got babies. What the hell are you thinking? You left your balls back at West Point. DRs never keep them. Drops on request. He dropped on request. But now he, he like, that's stolen valor. Mm. That's stolen valor. Sure. Don't sit here and tell me, you know, but he's collecting a fucking VA paycheck every, every uh, twice a month or whatever. However they get paid. I don't know how VA gets paid, but at the end of the day, don't, 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 we can't, we can't, that, that, that's the thing. People who really did serve, they, they, they have, they should be given the respect of serving. People who didn't serve should shut the fuck up and stop talking and stop trying to shame people. You know, for, for, for those of us who never went to war, I'm a Gulf War era veteran, but I, they didn't send me to shit, it, but I always did needs to the army. I went every place I was told, and I, I, I've never caught any shit from that, but I personally have, you know, there we have that feeling where, you know, the guys who actually did the shit, like, I give you more respect mm -hmm. than I give myself, 
Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, my dad was in Laos and Cambodia. My uncle Elsie was a Marine. He was a prisoner of war in Vietnam for 10 years. You know, my grandfather had a silver star and a purple heart from Korea. You know, I, I considered those to be real veterans. You know what I mean? I, that's when we grew, like, I, I, not that we're not real veterans, but I'm saying, like, they're combat vets. Right. They're, 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 the, they're the guys they've that... They've seen will, the shit. Yeah, they've yes. seen the shit. We just we, trained for it every trained, day. Yes. Every day we trained for yeah, it, but yeah, they yeah. actually got to see it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not, but you know what? It, and that's the thing is, is this, is like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, the, I've got PTSD, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want their PTSD. Like, my Uncle Larry, I love him to death. I love him. He, you won't get that motherfucker near a funeral for nothing. I mean, for nothing. Nothing. He's like, I've seen enough death. He stood outside at his mama funeral. Wouldn't go in there. And I, you know what I mean? So, but that's sad. I mean. <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate his principles on that, man. You gotta, yeah. Well, you gotta do it for you, man. Let's lighten the mood a little bit here. Because <laughs> I have something I wrote earlier. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is going to be pretty deep. <laughs> y'all prepared? Is it going to be deeper than a kiddie pool? <sighs> I might want to put on some waders. <laughs> okay. Something that bugs me, really grinds my gears, if you will, is when people say, you are too high. What the fuck? If you're not driving, there's no goddamn thing as too high. Shit. I take I take that shit as a challenge. I smoke three blunts. I'm sorry. I smoke three blunts. I go to court. See what happens. <laughs> you, I mean, I used to have a 30 blunt a day habit. So you're talking to someone, you can't get too high. I no mean, such thing. Like, that's like saying, oh man, hey, you're breathing too much oxygen. Just end up too sleepy, that's it. Yeah, I would pass out of the lead. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you when you get too high, I'm going to tell you when you get too high, it's called anesthesia. <laughs> you know what I mean? I tell you what. It's 100% true. 100% true. That is uh, they're like, hey man, breathe this in. Next thing you know, you're waking up like, where and they're like, oh man, the surgery's done. You did fantastic, and you're like, yo, they, you guys got me on that good shit. <laughs> Let me tell you what, I saw that you had those, fucking awesome. I love the Randy's papers. Randy's papers, yes. Man. I haven't actually tried them yet. Oh, dude, no need for a roach clip. They're fucking awesome. They're awesome as shit. Old school, man. Since yeah. 1975. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Lee. What? Yeah, what? what you, know. you did come on the Jester's podcast, and we smoke weed. It's just what we do. I'm, I'm, hey, look, if I could, I would. I know. You know I, mean? I know. If I could, I would. But I uh, right would. now, well, we all know. We all know. Hey, look, you can't do it, son. And people ask me that, and I, I have to be honest. Like, you know, was, I had this conversation with my son the other day. It was like, um, well, a couple months ago, I should say. Dad, you ever smoke weed? I was like, I'm on a song with Snoop Dogg. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's a prerequisite. Like, you know, you have to be able to smoke massive amounts of weed if you want to hang with Snoop. By the way, that's combat. 
featuring Snoop Dogg and Playground Legend. If you would like yes. to listen to that on Plug Spotify, <laughs> uh, I got a song coming out with Flo Rider. Dangerous. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were so loud. I was just going to show you what we were doing. They're out on X Ray Records, Cleopatra Records. You know, I think Ghostface Killer is out on. Cleopatra Records, so Cheryl Crow, so, you know, I mean, there are artists that you have definitely heard of, it's a well-established uh, label, been around for 30 years now, so, okay. this is, this isn't, uh, this isn't, we just uh, snatched some vocals off the internet and, uh, you know, put it in, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> we're selling it from the trunk, no, no, it's all legit, um, that's the thing is, is that um, there's just I'm a songwriter, like, and I it was more so like uh, a buddy of mine who's a producer was like, hey, look, I got this. I mean, I've been working with this other producer, and ironically, he was playing some of my stuff, and he was like, and the guy was like, uh, I fucking love this guy's voice, like, you know, like let's let's get him on and then so it's just like i was like i really don't want to because i'm too old for this shit you know what i mean i really like, come on i'm 42 now <laughs> ironically but it was it was fantastic it was fun i um you think snoop ever gets too high that'd be the experience of a lifetime man and no that no the tolerance level oh yeah the, the, oh, the tolerance shit. level. <laughs> like, no it's, it's it's so amazingly like no um yeah well, no. I, I heard I was listening to Burt Kreischer. I, I listened to one of his podcasts. He said that Snoop gave him one of his uh, blunts, and he smoked it. And he's like, I got to the point where I couldn't even inhale. He's like, so I told Snoop about it, and he's like, Yeah, that's not for just one person like you, not just one person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Mike Tyson is smoking just pounds every got a, month. He's, he's got, got his own company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whole farm and everything. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, like, I'm not mad at him whatsoever. I'm mad at you. Okay, Tupac. I ain't mad at him, you know what? I mean, I'm really, like, I'm happy for him. Smoke all you want to smoke. At least he, Dude, at least he waited till later in life to find that, because when he was younger, if he'd have been doing that, he might not have had that, quite the power. Oh, he would not have, <laughs> well, not just that. Well, you know, that's, ironically, we were talking about that today, it's like, um... Boxing is that one sport that it's not just talent. It's not just your physical ability. You have to be fueled by anger and hatred. Mm -hmm. If you come from a loving household, that is not the sport for you. Right. Okay. You, you, it's, 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 it's the, you take that person who has that raw emotion and you shape them into a machine, you know, but they're still driven that fuel that, that just pure anger is what fuels you to get back up and to continue fighting. And without that, and that's what we saw in his exhibition tour, when he lost that anger, when he mm -hmm. just didn't have anything to really fight for, yeah. um, you you lose you lose your edge. Well, you yeah. know, he was hypnotized when he was younger. I didn't know. By, by, yeah, by his trainer. Oh, by Customato. Yeah. Well, if that was, I forget if that was Cus, his name. Cus, Cus, Cus was Sounds the, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Cus, Cus mm -hmm. was the man. For him. Um, and I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm like, uh, I'm all on it. You know, what I mean, I'm, I've completely. 
I completely believe it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. They'd do anything to win. Yeah. It's not a game. It's not a sport you really want to lose at anyways. Oh, yeah. No. But then I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah, I love that movie. I love the book. But they they end totally different. Haven't seen well, it. she said, I think I remember the film. Yeah, I know. Dean knew something. And, and his article, I think we both kind of liked it. No. Well, I do. I love the film. And I then, I said, <clears throat> then I said, well, that, that's one thing we've got. Yeah, that is one thing we got. Deep Blue something. I'm not really into <laughs> shitty Christian music. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> But no, I've breakfast. heard I've heard plenty of it in my life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Christian camp one year. Oh man, God, See? please shoot me twice. So did I. I, right? I went I to private schools for a lot of years, man. Oh man, uh, I my whole yeah. I don't have to really middle about middle school and high school. No, I only right. went to public school for one year. The rest oh, of it was all private schools. Oh man, it wasn't the same private schools because they weren't always happy to have me. Yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> Are you saying you're a pain in the ass, Mr. Fortuna? Yeah, yeah. I... If there was a litmus test, I definitely would have failed it. They would have been like, yeah, no. I mean, my mother loved to remind me that um, the first time she went to church after I was born, it promptly burnt down that night. So, yeah, I was like, well, you know. Well, I think growing kind of up, my goal best, for life. best if you keep your distance, yeah. then. Growing up, I was too afraid to misbehave. I was afraid of my stepfather. He was a big, burly dude, and I grew up on a farm. So I was working and busting my ass if I wasn't in school. So I just I didn't have time really to misbehave. Life of a farm boy. But, except when I got my license and I was able to escape the farm, that's when I got started getting laid, started drinking beer, started smoking weed. I didn't do any of that stuff until the army. Well, see, what I say is, I was on my way to the air force, but I got lost along the way and married a whore. Oh, that <laughs> happens. Yeah. My brother did that. It was wasn't the best moves I could have made, but hey. They'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> I got lost along the way and married a whore. Oh man, you know, damn. Or as I found out today, there's a term for him. A super hormone. Super. How do you make a hormone? Don't pay her. So, Jen, you got a story? Nothing like this. I've done too much extravagant living. How old are you? Uh, 28. He, he did spend a year at Alfred. Oh, man, that's a sausage fest up there, dude. <laughs> up there by friendship, right? I have no idea. Alfred State? University, but yeah, it's right across the street. Yeah, friendship, New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, man. Were you smoking a lot of weed back then? Yeah, I used to be uh, partnered up with you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, like, we went all the way out there. I was just pretty like, much like, out there and heater, Friendship mm-hmm. Gary, shit like yeah. that. He's yeah. just going out every weekend, so... Yeah. Wasn't there for very long. I, mean, I played high school in football. I mean, all four <laughs> We got it, though. <laughs> I played high school in football. No, no. I got it. <laughs> what position did you play, man? How big were you in high school? I was a pretty big boy. Yeah. I, I played was line. Okay. Uh, right guard. 
Play defensive end. I wanted to get that on the ground. I wanted to get. I wanted to be a linebacker, but I was a pussy back then. I didn't like to hit. Yeah. So my job was contained. <laughs> that was good I, enough for me. <laughs> I stopped playing football for several reasons. One, I was in private schools most of the time. They didn't have teams, but I also stopped getting any bigger uh, after eighth grade and everyone around me just kept getting bigger. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want to run around and get hit by these guys anymore. So I stuck to hoops. There you go. Baseball. Yeah. I was a catcher all through high school. And I broke my, I chipped the bone in volleyball and never played that again. I was in drama club, of course. <laughs> You still got it, uh, dude. I'm a diva. I, dude, I, you know what? I, like, my goal, my goal in high school was to see how few, how, how few appearances I could actually make yep. and still graduate. That was my whole goal. So I, I mean, like people were like, uh, "Why didn't you play sports?" I'm like, uh, "They weren't co-ed. Uh, they were. You had to be at school to right. do that." And that like totally kind of fucked. Look, Only for a half day, though. I want to clarify. <laughs> well, you know, Derek, I want to the clarify. Last half or something. Like straight. Like straight. you want to do it? The first half, second half. Don't matter. I just. I am an attention whore. For a half day. I did. I tell you what. I my 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 senior year of high school, I was not on time one day. So like, I was either tardy every day or I was absent. And I had a whole. I had a a, a fucking notebook filled with excuses already pre-signed. So that that way I just had to fill in the date, walk in, and here you go, have a nice day. You know, there was many days that we we decided, my buddies and I decided, let's go to Detroit today, or let's go to Erie, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that was what we did. I missed out on all that. Yeah. Went to Panama, I had 52 kids in my graduating class. Yeah, we had 300 and some. I had eight. Yeah. Oh, you had eight? eight. Well, my, no, I tell you what, my wife can beat that. She went to Warren County Christian School, oh. and they had six. <laughs> no kidding? Yeah. That was one of our rivals at oh. both of the private schools I attended, because yeah. there's not that many private schools yeah. around. So UCCS? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. My, her and, you know what, my uh, my daughters are also, uh, they, they also went there. Uh, but, you know, it really wasn't a fit for them. You know, they were, they were, I had got, we, we had taken our kids out of the public school in shit 2014, 2015, um, and put them in, um, virtual learning. So like when this whole pandemic hit, they were like, <laughs> ain't shit changed for us. Back to the good old days. Yeah. yeah. And I tell you, but I tell you what, this is the thing I can't, I, I, I can't rave enough. Pennsylvania has. Uh, a, it's called Agora. It's a statewide charter school. It's free. Um, they send you everything you need, including a laptop. They even give you a once you like uh, you pay for your internet, and then you get uh, refunded for your internet. So that way, yeah. So like the the reality of it comes down to this is because they've had it in place for twenty years. Okay, because they've had it in place for twenty years, it is so fucking effective and efficient. And I tell you what, if you, if you are, we should be looking at Pennsylvania, we should be going and looking at, we should be reaching out and begging Agora to fucking tell us how to do it nationwide, because it is, they they didn't miss anything. And every year they have them on the chopping block for their funding, which is bullshit, 
my daughter though, I'm proud of her, my oldest one, all of my kids were able to graduate early or be on track to graduate early. And I'm not talking about like just six months early, I'm talking about several years early. My son graduated at 16, he started school at six. You know what I mean? Um, my, my youngest daughter is gonna graduate at 16. You know, she's four, she just turned 14 two days ago and she's uh, in 10th grade. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, it's an amazing program, it's an amazing school. What's it's it called? Free. Agora, A-G-O-R-A. Perfect. Well, we, we reach out to us and we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way, we'll work with you. Well, that's one of the big issues with Jamestown, like going back to the internet thing, it's like a lot of the kids don't have access to like a laptop, tablet, let alone internet and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like they were sending kids home with like some tablets or laptops, but by the time they picked them up, a few weeks had already passed, and then they collected them before, like, oh, they still had work and stuff to be turned in. So they only had a short period of time to even try and do any of the work. And like, it, was, yeah, it was all just a mess. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's that's something that, once again, we should be looking at that for a nationwide thing. Why, why do you think we're not, though? Because it's an easy solution, and they're, they're not looking for quick solutions. No, they're, because it's ruled by money. That's well, right. Uh, they're not that, looking for a well, quick. They're not looking to implement a quick solution. They're looking at like we can, we can overhaul education tomorrow based on this model, and then yes. think when you have fifty states working on it, how much better it could actually be. But that's that's awfully easy. Heaven forbid we use yeah. empirical evidence. Right. Heaven right. forbid. Right. For, that, yeah. That's awfully forbid. simple. Sorry, Maybe we should back off a little bit and. Spend a couple billion, trillion more dollars on research before we actually implement anything. Yeah, and that's, well, once again, it's very, look, you know, politicians are, are like uh, uh, thieves in, in the way that, like, okay, if you are embezzlers, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like this, it's like, you ever sat there and watched somebody spend somebody else's money? No, complete disregard. They don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. People who earn their money don't spend it like that. Right. Well, that was a fucking awesome episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. I sure as hell did. Just fucking remember, smoke weed every day and make shit happen. Deuces. Deuces. Peace. Take it easy.